Good morning, Wednesday, February the 9th, 2022. It's, uh, let's see here, 5.54 a.m. Eastern. And I, I had a brief comment on it yesterday. Um, I had like a 22-minute podcast that I had recorded on the way to work, and I just didn't like it. It was kind of a mess, even more of a mess than what these typically are, because I do bounce all over the place. I don't have a script and write these things out. Sometimes my voice sounds much bassier and much rougher than what it actually is. Right now, I'm, I'm trying to drink coffee and trying to warm up, and there may be a point in time where this podcast has to evolve into the evening time when I'm on my way home from work, because maybe then, you know, the vocal cords and everything are ready to go. <coughs> Excuse me. But I, I just thought that was a um, that was a positive moment of clarity. Everyone has such big, loud, large trucks. That's that's awesome. Um, because, like I said yesterday, whatever this thing ends up being in six months, a year, two years from now, if I'm still alive, Lord and willing. It's designed to be something that's easy. 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes. And I've just got two points this morning. We'll dive into them. The easy part of what I want this to be is because in the tail end of... I guess it was... Lord Almighty, I'm trying to think now. Because we've already cycled through an entire year. It's February of 2022. So this would have been... 2021. The tail end before the election. Say August, September. When was that? My brain is not functioning from a chronological uh, standing right now. 2020? Right before the election happened. The months leading up to the election presidential race between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. All the podcasts that I listened to, almost exclusively, it was like Dave Rubin, Megyn Kelly. If Megyn Kelly's show was even on then, again, I'm struggling. We're going we're gonna to put Joe Rogan to the side. Tim Pool. I didn't listen to any Steven Crowder. Zuby, I listened to Zuby's podcast. Um, Brett, Brett Weinstein, or Weinstein, excuse me. And a large group of these people are intellectual dark web. A lot of people are going to say that all these people are, all these individuals are right wing and super conservative. I can just tell you from all the podcasts that I've listened to, all the research that I've done on these individuals, they're more center than anything. And Tim Pool's background is independent journalism. He was around documenting the Occupy Wall Street situation when that took place earlier in the 2000s. And I mean, I'm sure he would 
characterize himself much more left, leftist, liberal in general, and who even knows what the hell any of that stuff means anymore? If you say left, leftist, liberal, right, right wing, Democrat, Republican. You can say these words, but what do they mean? They don't mean one thing, they mean 17 things. And it's really hard to dial it down to the core of what the true definition is. I know Megyn Kelly's situation and her background with Fox and then when she was taken off the air, if that was MSNBC, whoever that was. (coughs) Excuse me. But I don't listen to a lot of straight up CNN or Fox correspondents because typically what they're saying is something that is so agenda-based, so heavy-handed in the direction of the Republican Party or the, the Democratic Party, it, it's hard to it's hard to get a real opinion out of that content. It's it's hard to not feel like you're being you know steered down a particular lane, and I don't like that. I. I want, I want American citizens to have access to politicians that find themselves somewhere in the middle, the middle ground. And some people get so pissed off when you say center, centrist, these things, because it's like you, you stand for nothing. And I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't agree with that. I think it's okay to be a level-headed person that's trying to be in the middle of the fence sometimes, trying to, to give both sides, both shouting parties, both argumentative tribes what they're looking for trying to find a compromise it's okay to try to be a peacekeeper and that's the way I view a lot of the voices that I listen to now not what I listen to then that's part of the point of this initial this initial stanza so I don't listen to all those podcasts anymore and I have no issues with those individuals I have I have great amounts of respect for all of them individually for their journalistic integrity and their careers and what they've done and being brave enough to speak their mind and to speak out as to what they believe is truthful in terms of politics and dynamics in the world and socio-economical politics and just comment on all those aspects of life. But there was a thing that happened in, well, it would have had to have been Man, I'm really struggling to figure out the timeline on that. I wish I'd, I wish I had researched that before I pressed record on this. <sighs> President Biden's been in office a year, so let's just say 2021. But 2021 would have been the tail end whenever he was coming in. Trump was going out. In any event, you had this confluence of events that all happened in pretty close proximity to each other. <clears throat> you had the. You had the the um, the presidential election, and you had COVID, kind of all in the same umbrella of madness. And I, I I didn't listen to sports that much. I didn't listen to Ryan Rosillo that much. I didn't listen to my Louisiana and Baton Rouge um, radio podcasts or sports radio podcasts that that always keep me up to date on LSU and and uh, New Orleans Saints information. Shout out, shout out Matt Muscona, Charles Hanegriff. Uh, Jacob Hester, T. Bob A. Bear, Jordy Collada, um, all those wonderful folks down in Baton Rouge that do such a great job of keeping us entertained and giving us some form of escapism and 
it's it's a great thing. There'll be a podcast on that, just Louisiana media at some point in time that I do. And, and if you find that interesting, then great. But if not, it's going to be a deep dive down a rabbit hole that a lot of people are going to be like, what 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 is he talking about? But anyways, <clears throat> the point is leading up to the the conclusion of the election, all that I listened to was political commentary podcast, and it drove me nuts. It drove me more nuts than the reality of the presidential race itself, where you had everyone screaming back and forth. You had the Trump side, the Biden side, the Biden side, the Trump side. And I realized, yes, I've said before, I'm going to try very hard to make these podcasts easy. I try not to delve into politics unless it's just something that's on my mind. I'll try to summarize this point now since I've been rambling for eight and a half minutes. I had to stop listening to a majority of those podcasts because you find yourself in an echo chamber where it's the same content, the same ideas, and whether you agree with it or not, even for those individuals, the same agendas that are being pushed into your head time and time again. And if, if you don't have the time or the ability to find an alternative perspective to kind of find yourself in the middle for this intellectual compromise, you drive yourself nuts. Now, I know what my political leanings are. I know which, which direction I think in terms of just life in general, policies, uh, moralist agendas, all these different things whenever I, I walk into the voting booth. I understand that. And then this, this platform is not for me to share that or share any of those agendas or try to convert anyone one direction or the other politically. Democratic, Republican, Tea Party, Green Party, Libertarian, Independent, what have you. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to say that leading up to the end of the election, I drove myself crazier than what much of the country already was dealing with the dramatic fallout of that presidential race. Every news outlet was screaming in support of one party or the other. And if you voted against that party, you were this list of things that are all awful. And so I had to call through my, my library on my podcast applications, and I had to really dial in something and a collection of things that gave me mental clarity, that gave me peace of mind, almost like an intellectual sleep machine, but not a sleep machine all the time, something that's pleasant in the background that helps you focus and and meditate or, or focus, generally speaking, whenever you're trying to accomplish something at work or when you're driving when you have a tedious task and you just need your mind to be 100% on point and primed and ready. That's what my podcast list is now. And at some point in time, I'll do some, I won't say critiques because who the hell am I? I'll do some reviews, some generalized reviews, reviews on some of these podcasts that I've listened to over the years. I enjoy all of them. I don't have anything negative to say. It's just you need to be very careful with the list of influences that you cultivate within your life because that situation leading up to the conclusion of that election, when everything you listen to outside of work and away from your family is just politics, 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 no matter which direction, on either side, it doesn't put you in a healthy headspace. And that's a lot of where we live now. That's a lot of the issues that we deal with now with so many aspects of cancel culture and and just a world that seems to be completely and utterly sensitive about every aspect of our lives. 
And that puts us in a place where everyone has to walk on eggshells with every single thing that they do and every single thing that they say. And there's a part of the world on top of COVID that was broken from this last presidential election. And I don't know if or when we will ever recover. And that's a sad and a terrifying thought at the same time. It's like we were all collectively as a country pushed over the edge of of mental sanity. And you would hope coming out of that, we'd be able to regain our senses and just look at each other and be like, hey, look, we're all we're all Americans. We're all human beings in this world trying to go through this together. Let's have each other's back. Let's encourage each other. Let's try to break bread and sit down and meet in the middle and find compromises for these major issues in our life that need to be addressed and need to be resolved. But I don't feel like we stand there. That's, that's not where we're at. But that's the one point. Be careful with what you put into your brain. Be so very careful. Because in that situation, I made myself so tense and so anxiety-ridden and so terrified about what the results of the election in one direction or the other. Because at the end of the day, neither one of those candidates were the cream of the crop by any stretch of the imagination. And I just thought to myself, what does this mean for our country? What does this mean for the world? My thoughts were consumed with political realities. And I think millions of us have been there leading up to the end of that election and dealing with COVID, everything on top of each other. It's, it's just like America as a country and maybe even the world has been this poorly written, badly produced reality show for the last two plus years. And everyone's sick of watching the episodes and we've all lost our minds and we're all burnt out with the content and the reality of the show itself, which in theory is a air quote reality show, end quote, quote, end quote. So just be careful with what you put in your mind. And I know some of these episodes are probably going to sound soapboxy and preachy and self-righteous and holier than thou. And I don't mean for them to, because I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I have a list of faults and I have a list of struggles that I deal with on a daily and a weekly basis. And some of these struggles have been there for a long, long time. And it's my approach through thought and prayer and meditation to try and focus on these things that I need to better about my, uh, myself and try to move forward each day. And it's, it's, my, it's my battle to try and encourage people and treat people with thoughtfulness and respect. That's how I try to live my life. But I'm 42 years into this journey too. It's taken me a long time to figure some of these things out. So... For the love of Pete, just be careful. Whatever music it might be, whatever podcast it might be, whatever streaming services, whatever content you watch, all of these things leave a thumbprint on your brain. And some of these things you can't unhear, some of these things you can't unsee. It's just time for us to really take accountability for all the content that's out there in the world. Not from a thought police standpoint, That's not what I'm saying because that's part of the problem, the situation that we're in now, where everything has to be checked and double-checked and triple-checked and debunked and fact-checked. That's not what I'm saying. 
<clears throat> I'm just saying you as a human being that's listening to this podcast right now, you can pick and choose what you want to listen to and what you want to watch. You can pick and choose what what influences exist in your life. So be smart with those choices. And the other part, ending on a much lighter note, because it is a sports-heavy week. Excuse me. The Super Bowl's on top of us. Being a Saints fan, the Alvin Kamara situation is is depressing. I, I don't know how the legalities and all that are going to work out. We'll just have to wait and see as the, as the as the months come around. I don't know if it's a great idea for the NFL to host the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas. I've never been to Las Vegas. I'd I'd like to go, but I'm also kind of scared of Vegas sometimes. I, I don't know if it brings the best or the worst out of people, or if it's somewhere in the middle. But it's just like New Orleans and other places, not only in America, but, but the world, there's certain places that you can't duplicate what that experience is. And there's nothing else like Las Vegas. So I would like to experience it, but here we are. So Saints fans, hold your breath and let's see how this plays out with, with Alvin here over the coming months. But what I was going to say is it's interesting watching Dennis Allen take over the head coaching position for the Saints. It's interesting watching Jimbo Fisher with um, the 247 Sports Recruiting Analysis Department, number one class in the history of classes in terms of five stars and four stars. Uh, You've got Jimbo Fisher, you've got Kirby Smart that just won a national championship in Georgia. So Dennis Allen is a Sean Payton acolyte And then Kirby Smart and Jimbo Fisher are Nick Saban acolytes. And I just think it's it's very interesting. It's very intriguing. It's something that catches my attention to watch these coaching trees or these mentor-protege trees as they play out. Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel. Bill Belichick has dozens of other coaches that he's influenced. The clone of the original is typically not nearly as successful. Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are the blueprints in terms of national championships and Super Bowl rings. But I'm excited about Dennis Allen. Sean Payton's been through a hell of a lot as a head football coach for the New Orleans Saints. Arriving in New Orleans right after the, well, dealing with the aftermath of Katrina, bringing in Drew Brees, Um, cutting, releasing, trading uh, several players that were part of what he viewed as a bad culture reality in the locker room, trying to implement his own culture, his own viewpoint, and his, his own approach as a football team and as an organization, then dealing with Bounty Gate, um, dealing with so many injuries, dealing with Drew Brees retiring and then the madness that was this year with four different quarterbacks and a number of players that started that set an NFL record, something staggering. Just a lot of instability. And so it's amazing that he was as successful, he was as successful as he was during that time frame, given all those challenges. 
over a, I guess a, yeah, a decade and a half of football. But Den- Dennis Allen's been there for, I believe it's 12 of the last 15 or 12 of the last 16 seasons with the Saints, and Sean Payton's been at the helm the whole time. So I'm excited for Dennis Allen. 48, 49-year-old man. I'm excited for, for him and his family. And I know there's a lot of pride in that, that gentleman to be to be the head coach for the Saints. And the man must love the city and the community uh, to spend as much time as he's been there in the last 15, 16 years. And the, the Raiders situation is what it is. You have certain organizations and sports that have been dumpster fires and continue to be dumpster fires for whatever reason. Whether it's general management, whether it's ownership making decisions that doesn't make sense, whether it's just bad luck, a, a bad series of events with coaching and players and free agency and bad trades or bad drafts. There's a lot of mitigating factors involved in all that. But the Saints have been able to recover from being one of those organizations when Sean Payton arrived and I'm, I'm excited to see the baton being handed off from Sean Payton to Dennis Allen. So I wish him and his family and that organization the best of luck. I'm, I'm excited to watch what the Saints do this offseason. I'm excited to see what they do during the draft. I'm excited to see what any free agency acquisitions may look like. And then let's get the 2022 season off to a good start. <coughs> Excuse me. And then, I know the College Football National Championship has already passed. It's, it's at least a month in the rearview mirror. <clears throat> or close to a month in the rearview mirror. But props to Kirby Smart. Um, Nick Saban, disciples, and I realize these words are a little bit hyperbolic, but they sound good. It sounds poetic. It sounds wordy and literary, what have you. Nick Saban assistant coaches that have gone on to become head coaches don't have a very good track record against Coach Saban. And how could you? The man's the greatest football coach in the history of college football. I don't really take any secondary arguments on that. I watched the man rebuild the LSU football program. Nick Saban did that. 1999-2000 when he showed up, he brought us back from mediocrity he brought us into a world that we'd never been a part of in our modern lifetime. Not since Billy Cannon in the late 50s and 60s. So I know what Nick Saban is capable of. And there's no harm, no foul. There's no shame that these assistant coaches have not been able to be competitive with him. No one's been able to be competitive with him outside of Dabo Sweeney and a few other coaches. Maybe Gus Malzahn, Hugh Freeze. There were a few coaches out there that had generally positive records uh, against him, but they were few and far between. So I think it's an awesome reality that Kirby Smart's been able to go to Athens, Georgia and build that program and that recruiting base and that talent base to the monster that it's now become. And congratulations to him. I hope that Dennis Allen is able to be the NFL's version of Kirby Smart in that regard and maintain that culture keep that team pointed in the right direction it's just going to be fascinating for me to watch it 
I'm definitely here for it. I'm excited about it. And the first, the first few moves, excuse me, few moves for Dennis Allen, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. It will be very fascinating to see what directions he goes in for both of those decisions. So, Kirby uh, Kirby Allen. Wow, I just combined the two of them. Kirby Smart is my comp for Dennis Allen. I'm hoping that that's what Dennis Allen can become in terms of a reference point. Uh, only time will tell. So be careful what you put inside of your brain and inside of your heart. And let's watch college football and NFL football. How all of these crazy storylines play out for Super Bowl week and during the offseason as well. I'm fascinated to see the results. I hope everyone has a good Wednesday. Appreciate you hanging out. We'll talk to you later.